but also consider like go to work for the best person you can go to work for if you're in a place where you're looking for a job or not inspired at your job. My sister and I, we talk a lot on the podcast about how like working hard actually kind of sucks. And that's kind of like a running joke in the podcast. It's like we actually don't like to work hard. We kind of work soft. What's up, guys? Howdy, brothers. Welcome back to another episode of Whiskey and Water. I am your co-host, Jess. And I am your co-host, Liv. And we are back at it again. Back at it again. And if you're new here and you're kind of wondering what's good with the Howdy Brothers, we call our audience the brothers because we constantly say, hell yeah, brother. Good good call. Yeah, right? Because it's it's been a while since we explained ourselves. What if they're just like, what what the fuck is this? this? And, you know, we don't have that saying trademark, so don't come for us. We don't own the rights to that. Nope, nope, no liability Technically, I mean, the last time we checked, no one owns the right to that. Yeah. To that. And we checked. What is that? slogan 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 um so hell I mean, yeah i brother. feel like if anyone owns it it's hulk hogan obviously our lord and savior <laughs> it's so funny because like we don't even follow hulk hogan at the slightest nope we have no emotional attachment to him but hell yeah brother is what we have you know built our brand off of he's not wrong i mean it's a quote we live by <laughs> i'm quite literally going to get it tattooed it's our mantra so um so anyways, with that being said had to give a brief explanation if you are new here though this is a show about female entrepreneurship and women in business we have a new episode every monday and so it only makes sense that we call you guys brothers we're just really popping off about what life oh (laughs) (laughs) anyways guys before we get into our incredible episode we do want to say thank you to our show sponsor celsius celsius keeping me cracked celsius nope no. We just have to find a way to really, you know, Alessa's getting bored, our brand rep with Celsius, and we, I just want to keep her on her toes. Gotta keep her on her toes. So, me. So. I'm so sorry. Okay, guys. Anyways, that never happened. Okay, guys. This is a healthy energy, accelerates metabolism, burns body fat, ass drink. We love to see it. Burns body fat, ass drink? Because I had started it with the, this is A. So gotcha. I had to wrap that up. Gotcha. Anyways, it um, has no high fructose corn syrup, but no aspartame, no preservatives, and no artificial colors or flavors. Guys, I don't know if you can tell, but we may or may not be cracked out. Not cracked out. It's a healthy, it's it's a good. It's a good crack. There's no, there's no crash after. It's not like you're drinking coffee. Drinking Celsius prior to fitness activities is proven to energize, accelerate metabolism, burn body fat, and calories. Invest in yourself. Drink Celsius. Love that. Link wow. is in our description. Powerful. And we just, we put all of our friends and family on. Everyone's on the Celsius train and you should be too. So link is, link is in our description. Don't tell us we didn't warn you mm-hmm. or try to put you on. So today's episode is really so great. 
it's so good it's so good wow i love when like i oh i expect every guest to be great but then i love like after the interview being like that was even better than i thought i mean truly exceeded expectations okay so we had lauren on she is the co-host of pop apologist with her sister Mm -hmm. and it's a pop culture podcast yeah and they have recently gained a lot of traction a, a great audience and they literally talk about i mean definitely a lot about their lives a lot about pop culture and a lot about specifically bravo reality shows which is such a fun niche yeah it is and they also just like so they're sisters and they um they have a five-year age difference and they kind of just talk about like all things like you know being in your 20s and uh lauren just turned 30 so we talked yeah just a lot about like that partnership what their friendship is like and just kind of like catching up with each other yeah and going through life you know and kind of it i could see it being really interesting having a five-year difference and like just the different parts of the lives of their lives that they are in and like how they can relate how they can't what they've Mm -hmm. learned in what you learn in that five-year difference I mean that's a lot yeah and she also just puts us on so of course naturally because they have a podcast we had to pick their brains for us and for you I mean mainly for us but she tells us like truly the tea behind the podcast which I love which is like she talks about like how they have a patreon how they are signed to um what is it called? It's a network, a podcasting yeah, network. Yeah, so like they're in collaboration with a network that helps them like get good guests on. Which Just, is great for us because that's one of our huge goals with the show. And we definitely kind of deep dive into the podcast, how it went from a hobby into a business mm-hmm. and just what that journey has been. And then we get into her. The second part of the episode is like we talk about her fun tech startup, which I don't want to give it away because it's we originally didn't know what it was. So like our reaction is really authentic and finding out what it is. And it's really cool. I mean, I feel like I could have talked to her for another hour just about her tech, her fintech. It's called fintech. Her financial fin- tech. Financial tech. Because, you know, we have women in business from all different fields. So yeah, super interesting. Yeah, really great. We, we definitely picked her brains about that. She's she, checking all the boxes. She, she has a podcast and she's in fucking fintech. Yeah, a queen. I was like, what is fintech? Yeah, I know, literally. <laughs> We're like, so explain this to us like we are in kindergarten. All I know about is FinDom. Not the same thing. <laughs> Not the I same thing. I gotta tell you guys. Google FinDom if Don't you want to know what that is. Don't it's it. interesting. So yeah, great episode. You guys have a lot to look forward to. But before we go into it, she had told us about how she has a Patreon with her sister for this podcast. And we realized that's something that I feel like we could be doing. I mean no you know no 100 percent decision has been set in stone but let's just say we're 99.9 percent that we're going to start a patreon and we're going to be producing extra bonus episodes for you guys we haven't decided the frequency or anything like that or the price or anything we literally no nope. we talk she, about this in the episode she talked us into it and it's something that we have talked about before so yeah. her talking about it and saying it was a game changer for her show was really all we needed to make yeah. the decision so we wanted to run it past the brothers and yeah. see what you guys thought and yeah, if you guys would be into that please shoot us a dm let us know yeah and if you guys would want it to be a little bit more like how whiskey and water was before the rebrand like we're thinking that we're going to do like more in-depth catch-ups like about our lives talk about like the fun stuff that sometimes we don't necessarily get to anymore the juicy details you know 
Um, getting back to getting dicked down. <laughs> yeah, honestly, there is such a different side of us that we have not neglected, but we just haven't been able to fully, you know, deep dive on. Deep dive on. We we really want to keep the value of this show and of our brand really focused on entrepreneurship and business. So that, of course, leads us to miss out on some of the, you know, fun, juicy details, fun stuff. But that is something we're definitely thinking about, and even just talking about it, like it's something I'm really excited for because we do have ideas that I think we can just be really fun and really creative with on this second platform yeah and of course we're going to be fair we're not going to like be charging people a hundred dollars a month for this no fuck no um but we want a kind of like we talked about it with Lauren in the episode it's almost like a close friends for the podcast yeah and I think that's like a great way to put it because like there's even stuff that like I wanted to do like pre-rebrand that we never got to do Mm -hmm. like getting high as fuck on an episode I, I mean yes no, we yes. did that. We did that once for the con- conspiracy theories. Was I? Were we high? For yes. That? Oh, yes, that's we funny. Were. Oh, that's interesting. If you haven't listened to that episode, and guys, we have some us, fun fucking episodes. We really do, and actually, great. I'm glad you brought this up because I feel like we don't mention our previous episodes enough, y'all. We we're are brand new bitches. We are 81 episodes in. We have talked about so much everything, good shit, and there's just really valuable stuff. So if you haven't taken a chance to go and listen to our older episodes, please do that. Do yourself a favor <laughs> that, and go do it. That's your weekly challenge. No just kidding oh but we do have a weekly quote before we we dive into it with we do lauren so let's do it the weekly quote and we're switching this up from a weekly challenge whenever we feel like we want to switch it up um the weekly quote is you're exactly where you're meant to be right now and i feel like that can be cliche or i know we've definitely brought it up in episodes before but i feel like it's always fitting it is and it's because like i literally we were having a conversation before we got into the intro with just Olivia and I and I was telling her how I was feeling kind of like overwhelmed with just like life a little bit it's slightly triggered by Lauren's um pressure to get into just start learning about cryptocurrency I'm like there's so much to fucking do how am I supposed to put this on my to-do list because it's so important and we know it but we're like all right adding another thing and where the overwhelm comes from is not having that structure like to put in like okay, this is when I'm going to do leisurely things right. like this. You yeah, know, it's yeah, like, yeah. I'm just, I fu- I'm living life on fucking autopilot right <laughs> yeah. now. Like just trying to do whatever I can. You need to take the pro tip from our last episode and use a scal- calendar. Okay. okay. All right. Calendar. Schedule. Schedule. And calendar. And calendar. Calendar. <laughs> I think we're on to something right now. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Did we just come up with a business idea? <laughs> Write it down, brother. Um, so yeah, you are exactly where you are meant to be in this moment, whether you're driving, cleaning, doing laundry, at work, sneaking us in. I, I wonder if anyone listens to us while they're at work. Oh, for sure. Let us know. I want to know where you work. I want to know what you do. Tag us in a story of you at work and yes. us, you on your phone. Yes. I want to know like if you hide your AirPods under your hair, like how I did when I would go out to clubs in LA for model housing and I listen to podcasts in the club if that's not on brand i don't know what is we won't hold you guys any longer we're gonna do one brief sponsor in between and then we'll see you on the other side oh also if you haven't left us a rating already and review on apple podcast app please do that let us know especially if you're like a every week listener would love to see your love all right brothers we'll see you on the other side and we also want to talk about 
fitness realm, which you guys already know the deal. We've talked about them before. I'm trying to build my dump truck. It's dump truck season. (laughs) It's fatty season. And you guys know that fitness realm is where I'm going for all of the fitness related inquiries. Yeah. So they have articles, they have products, they have vetted all of the things that they have within the actual website, which is really nice. Like we've mentioned before, you don't have to go looking through reviews and trying to find the best product. It's literally just a one-stop shop. You have everything you need right there. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. So go check out Fitness Realm, link in our description. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, we are on with Lauren. Lauren, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. We're so excited to pick your brains. How are you doing today? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me. Truly so grateful to be here. Oh, sweet. We're so excited to have you. Um, For our audience who doesn't know about you or what you do, could you just give them a little brief introduction? Yeah, absolutely. So I am the co-host of the Pop Apologist podcast. I host it with my sister. It's a, you know, it's a reality TV, celebrity gossip, and honestly, just like keeping it real between two girls podcasts. Like we say basically what everyone's thinking, but it's too afraid to say. Um, So that's kind of our deal. We've been around for a year, uh, a little over a year, actually. And then I am also the co-founder of a tech startup called Retain Finance. And it is essentially a multi-lender platform that allows attorneys to offer financing to their clients without actually being the bank for their clients. So two totally different things. Very different things. And we'll get into all of it, but we love a multifaceted, you know, woman who can handle different things. And I, I actually love the contrast between those two things where you have the podcast, which we briefly discussed on our briefing call which just deep dives into reality TV shows. Mm -hmm. And then you have this totally other project, which is like hardcore financial business. I think that's really cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, I was definitely, you know, I, I think in my early twenties, I was very much like, I need to have one identity. Like I need to be Mm. really good at one thing. And that needs to be like, I need to, do my 10,000 hours. And then I was super, super driven. And I was like, and I need to become like, you know, in history books someday. I was kind of <laughs> intense. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous, super pretentious. Um, and then anyway, I think that one of the great things about my later twenties and now I'm 30 is really relaxing into embracing, you know, both sides of my personality. And I think that almost everyone f- can relate to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot so of people true. like, and I feel like a lot of people just kind of speaking on the age thing, like a lot of people like fear their 30s and like their late 20s when I feel like that's like when you really start to come into yourself, you know, like every year of my life, I feel like I've just become a little bit more myself and, and I love that. We're 25 for reference, by the way. Oh, you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, what's so funny is I just, rem- I mean, so I'm, tw- I'm 30, my fiance is 29. And so I'm around a lot of of guys and girls that are just a little bit younger than me. They're all like 26 to 29, basically. And they're all like, you know, I tell them I'm 30 and they look at me with like death, like like death in their eyes. They're like, you're 30, oh my gosh. Like I had no clue. Uh, and anyway. They're like, I, are you okay? <laughs> totally, like I remember, but I remember being 26 and being 28 and feeling the same way. And 30 is just like a weird number in our culture, especially for women. Yes. Where- I think 
sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm one to, to kind of go on and on. So please interrupt. But I think that there's, there's two things at play. One is there's like a cultural pressure um, to always be in your youngest prime. And yes. I think that it's just like a Hollywood bullshit, like disgusting thing. Yes. But then I think there's also a biological reality. And so both of those things are at play for women and just create kind of a lot of mental anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, yeah, I think actually turning 30 was a relief for me because um, like really everything has gotten better so much every year and I highly recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10 on highly aging. Highly recommend getting to 30. Great. On aging gracefully. No, and actually I love that because no, so I mean, good. I know I definitely kind of have that like fear that weight mm-hmm. and you know like and I, I think does. it is just a societal thing as well as like biological which I do feel like is kind of set up by society as well like they're like oh you have to have kids by the time you're 30 or you know like half of your eggs are fucking gone and like that's always kind of scared me but I also feel like it's not as accurate as we think I, I am no scientist so no. <laughs> this is not biological advice I am no doctor <laughs> yeah I mean obviously obviously if you want to have kids it's better to do it younger than later and I think that better for your body at least better yeah but I also I mean yes totally better for your body um if you but but I also feel like you know um like I'm not a person that likes to uh like reject or ignore facts like I Mm -hmm. want to always embrace facts and so like yes it's better to have kids when you're younger the younger you are generally but 30 is still really young and that's something you'll find out the day you turn 30 is you'll look in the mirror and you'll be like wait i still look the same like nothing happened like i'm not a pear that overnight went like not you know unripe and so it's something i think everyone experiences yeah Yeah. and it's funny that you kind of in your younger 20s were like this really type of you had this like super ambition that was maybe almost to a fall it sounds like in a way and then you with age you kind of come around to really embrace like you said those two sides because that's something I really resonate with as well Is like the older I'm getting the more I'm valuing things other than money and success and like just other aspect of life that make life great and worth living mm-hmm. and kind of really appreciating a more mellow pace yeah yeah exactly yeah so and and being whiskey and water like that's a really big theme of our show is especially talking about female entrepreneurship also finding that fine line balance between the two you know totally totally I mean I I in my early 20s I think I was just like so hell-bent on I was very into art and so I was so hell-bent on like being a I I really wanted to be a very serious person and I just don't give a shit anymore and like I just less I give less and less of a shit every year and just I love everything like I love nerdy things and I love super shallow you know ridiculous things so I love love it it. and I feel like I, I mean that definitely I resonate with that a lot because I'm telling you every year of my life I'm just like I I also give less and less of a shit and I'm really excited to at one point give no shits <laughs> yeah I mean that's the goal right yeah about literally that is enlightenment about is, anything is giving no shits and I and I like that you're embracing the things that people usually would consider a uh, guilty pleasure like you're taking the guilt out of way uh, you're taking the guilt away from guilty pleasures you know like mm-hmm. just fully embracing it and I want to talk about your podcast a little because yeah let's do it 
yeah let's get into it obviously as podcasters we know the deal we know the game but it's so interesting to know that like your your podcast is strictly based around these reality tv shows and you guys like go in depth and you have such a great audience who just thank eats, you so much who just eats it up and shows up every week to listen to you guys talk about that i want to know like how that even how the show even came to be mm-hmm. yeah yeah totally okay so in 2016, my sister and I were both going to BYU in Utah, and um, I was graduating, and she was a freshman. And you know, we loved Kanye West, we loved pop culture, and especially in a very conservative environment, we mm. certainly felt like, like we certainly were embracing frivolity, and we felt like we just wanted to defy the norm of like having it be a guilty pleasure, which mm. is where the name pop apologist comes from. It's like. It's apologizing for pop culture in a way that dignifies it and shows the value. But then in all, yeah. And so we started it and we got 11 episodes in. And and then a dark thing happened, which is our mother found out about it. I think a, you know, I was kind of scared for a second. I was like, what happened? I mean, and this podcast, it had like, I don't know if you guys remember, but there was one time when Orlando Bloom was photographed nude on the beach with Katy Perry, like yes. mm-hmm. yep. yeah, in 2016. Vividly, Vividly remember that. <laughs> yes, exactly. How could you forget? One of the best days for pop culture and, <laughs> and for women. And anyway, there is definitely a like um, an analysis of those nudes and a lot of gratitude for them and just like obviously <laughs> in fun. But that was something that we were so not prepared for our mother to listen to who definitely still paid her T-Mobile bill. And so to protect our cell phone bills, we deleted the podcast, you know, hastily. And then in uh, March of 2020, um, I was actually working and I got laid off due to COVID and for, I was working for, you know, a company, I was working a normal job and, and anyway, we kind of were like, let's do the podcast again. Like I have all this free time and let's just do it. And so, and, and we're, you know, both financially free from our parents, thankfully, especially at 30. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so anyway, um, the podcast, like a Phoenix was reborn, uh, without fear of, you know, maternal retribution. Right. Love so fun so it really just like came about as like a a pure hobby and like just for fun totally totally out of joy and love and my sister and I are super close and like you know before the podcast I would call her for 30 minutes every day and we would chat the whole time and like just about life and everything was going on can you believe this can you believe this and then we're like why don't we just put that into like let's just like you know do that in the podcast form so now honestly we podcast, you know, every week and then we chat for 30 minutes a day essentially about this, about the business of the podcast. Right, which is also something we definitely want to get into. Oh my you. gosh. And so you live in Puerto Rico currently, right? I do, yeah. And where does your sister live? My sister lives in San Francisco. Okay. okay. And gotcha. what is the age difference? She's 25. Okay. okay. Gotcha. A solid five years. I lo- me and my sister are five years apart too. I feel like that's nice. a really good time frame part and um be just really quickly BYU isn't that uh like known for being a little bit more of a conservative school yes yes we both grew up Mormon we're not okay we don't identify as Mormon anymore and haven't for I mean especially me a very very long time um but yes we both grew up Mormon and that's the only school our parents would pay for and so you know we we went on there so 
Okay, I, I now it, it makes it makes sense. I understand how you guys talking about his dick and and really yes. being excited about <laughs> it. I can see how your mother wasn't totally excited about that. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she gave us one hour to delete all of it from the internet before she would listen. So nice. my mother's kind of a legend. Anyway, okay, <laughs> I love it. A queen. I definitely want to talk about how you guys started this as a hobby and now it is a full-fledged business and even like what you said how you guys talk 30 minutes a day about the business of podcasting let's get into it how at what point did it turn into a business well it's not so so it's a so it's obvious it's obviously it makes money but it's not like supporting either of us it's not at this level where it's like you know we're both like in Maui, you know, at the Four Seasons, <laughs> off the podcast. Um, one day, but it one is day. nice. One day, but we did felt you know file a Schedule C for it in 2020. So it definitely is a business. Um, it definitely you know makes money. And um, yeah, it's it's funny. Like people ask, like, are you so much closer to your sister now that you guys have this podcast? And I'm like, actually, no. Like our relationship has is definitely strong. But since we're so much like in business and working together, it's almost like a little bit more strained. And we've definitely yeah. worked like not in a not in a bad way, but you know what I mean. Like when you're absolutely like, get it. Yeah, when you're building a business with someone, like you, and then she works full time. I work full time. Like you only have so much energy. So our personal chats have completely gone by the wayside because we have, we have to talk about apologists. But anyway, your question was um, it becoming a business. So six months into the podcast, we were spending, you know, like 500 bucks a month on it between, and and that was like minimum between editing, paying like an editor to help us paying for some help with the marketing and all of that. And we were just like, this is taking up not only 30 hours a week, but then it's also costing money. And we were just like, we cannot go on like this. Yep. So we started a Patreon account and the Patreon account um, totally changed everything for us because Mm. we started to (laughs) be able to cover our expenses with the podcast. And then also it just gave us so much faith in like the proof of concept. Like, okay, there are people that will pay for an extra episode a week of this. Like Mm. we need to keep going. We need to have like faith in it. And so that's really that the Patreon is definitely makes it a lot more work, but it's, so 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 worth it so so tell us a little bit more about this because (laughs) we have we have talked about patreon a lot and have wondered ourselves if you know when we like you said it's an investment and it definitely was for us we started in 2019 and at the time i don't know if we ever told our audience this if you're comfortable saying it i am i don't know i think we ended up spending like almost 600 dollars an episode or 400 dollars an episode babes and that's per episode it's mental illness bruv (laughs) per episode four episodes a month so we totally understand oh yeah if you're paying uh, an editor that's 100 yes yes and it being an investment and you know at that point it's like it's a passion project but it's also like a a money pit too at that point so we've we've talked about you know where we want to go with it and our rebranding and just the different options available and we have talked about a patreon so it's really great to hear you say that that was like a pivotal thing for the show and kind of what led next for it so and with your patreon is it are you one are you still doing it and two is it just that it's just that additional episode per week or per month Per week. So we put out a Patreon episode every Friday. So we're going to actually hit 100 episodes, including the Patreon, in like a month, which is wild. Wow, that is fucking crazy. Because we're, this is, I think this is number 81. 81. 
81 yes. for us so that's crazy yeah i mean Congrats. it's it's pretty wild because we like oh thank you i mean we 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 you know we do the regular episode and then it's like we're right back and we got to do the patreon episode yeah um but i will tell you it it really really changed the game for us i mean first of all not having to cover the expenses ourselves was huge and then also like we first well we we started saving money we started saving the money so we thought like oh like it's so fun to see this money build up i wish we had just started immediately investing it back into the podcast into marketing um but that's what I'm, we're doing now is just basically repurposing all of it back into marketing but anyway it was fun to like see that amount build up and it just it just makes a huge difference you know yeah, for sure i mean mentally and, it really does yeah totally trust me this is <laughs> we can relate this has been a very mental thing and you're so right especially when it is a hobby or it, when it is a passion project like where you're at mentally with the project is so important because that yeah. influences how you're showing up the energy around the, it yeah you know if you're showing up inspired uninspired if you're feeling like it's a drag um i'm i'm curious to know are your how do the episodes on your patreon differ from the episodes that you just put out on on the normal apps okay so for the normal episodes obviously if we have any sort of guest it's going to go that guest unless they're like a college friend okay they're going to go on the normal episode um so so the normal episodes have become more like me and my sister about twice a month and then a guest twice a month um and then the patreon honestly we banned our mother from listening to it and so it's just, <laughs> she's come up again she's okay. she's truly amazing she's phenomenal it. but um yeah she she anyway so <laughs> i'm verklempt um but she yeah we banned our mother from listening to it so we can just be a little more loosey-goosey you gotcha. know we can be a little more frank gotcha and yeah Okay, so that is the that is the mother not listening version. Totally. And there's certain things like but and just like in general, there's certain things I'm totally fine with a small number of people hearing, but I don't want the entire audience to know. Okay. So it's also like there's a comfortability with like, okay, there's there's not like a, a bunch of people are gonna know about that. Right. It's almost like yeah. a close friends for the podcast. Yeah. You know how Instagram totally. has the close friends feature? Exactly. Yeah, like I would Love be comfortable it. doing like like those stupid segments that we've always talked about like like getting high as fuck and doing an episode (laughs) right right or like getting super drunk and doing an episode because those these are all my bucket lists these are ideas and i'm like like, we can't do it oh i I would be so down i got super buzzed and i went live on instagram (laughs) like three months ago on our podcast it was actually really really fun um but I don't, I'm not sure how fun it was for the people watching. <laughs> but yeah, I recommend it. And like, just like you guys rebranded, you know, and you're more doing, focusing on business, the Patreon could be for everyone who loved it when it was more, you know, fun and, or not that it's not fun now, but you know right. what I mean. Totally. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's great. And I'm, I'm really curious. You said that you are repurposing um, your budget back into marketing. What kind of like what kind of marketing things are you doing? Because we've done a lot of um, we've done a lot of marketing for the we've podcast. We've done Facebook ads and things along that nature, but our audience, especially like we we tend to, especially now that we rebranded, we talk a lot about influencing and we talk a lot about podcasting. Like we did a yeah. whole dedicated episode about podcasting. We have a lot of podcasters on, so I feel like this is really valuable information for them to hear as well. Just like how totally. do you mar- how do you market a podcast? Would love yeah. to talk about that. Um, so right now we so first of all we help we pay a network to book us guests. And so we're not at a listening listener level yet where like, you know, a real, we can just like basically, we, we're not a listener level yet where we're with a network 
officially. Um, so we pay a, net a network to book us guests, which is super, super helpful and something I highly recommend. You know, we've booked now many people that I reached out to, to try to book myself. Um, like, I'm just gonna, I'm, I like to just be totally frank. So I literally was like, we'll pay you $500 right. to come on our podcast mm -hmm. for 20 minutes. Right. You know, these kind of like bigger names. Wow. No response, nothing. Wow. You know, and that's just like, it's just so hard when it's just you, mm -hmm. like trying so hard to get guests. And I think guests are so important because they lend credibility to your podcast. Mm -hmm. Um. So anyway, like I was doing all this outreach and, and it was pretty brutal and we were getting essentially nothing, no responses. And then um, we had a network approach us to have someone else on. And I was like, hey, we would love to, the way you're booking us on their show, we would love to have you book people on ours. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, well, generally we do ad share, but you guys aren't at the listener level yet where we would we would do that and so let's do a revenue share for ads and so let's do a combination we'll do revenue share for ads and then you can just pay us a little bit to for us to book you at book you guests until you're at the level where we can just do pure rev share so we did that and it has been the best investment we've ever done it's uh, it's just been phenomenal. We're working with Podcast Nation and they're just amazing. I love them so much. And so that's the primary way I think that, well, that's definitely one of the primary ways we're putting money into the podcast. And now I'm experimenting with Spotify ads. I just ran my first one last week. Um, this is news to me. That's great. Yeah. I didn't even know that you could do Spotify mm -hmm. ads. Yeah, and it's really easy. You could do start, get it, like it. you could record an ad, a 30 second ad, you know, take an hour to write a, a script for it, record it. You could have it up in an hour, essentially. Really it's all cool. self-service, it's really easy. They provide you a dashboard um, so you can see all the results and everything. And so, yeah, so now I'm experimenting with like, okay, I wanna figure out what ads are gonna track really well and then double down on the ones that are, double down on the audiences that are converting. So kind of that sort of thing. So it advertises on other podcasts? It advertises on Spotify. So like when someone's oh, listening to oh. music. Yeah. Smart. Interesting. Genius. I love and that. What, what's good about our podcast is I think our demographic is really strong in 18 to 24 mm. and love 18 to 24 year olds out there. But a lot of times when you're 18 to 24, you don't want to pay $9.99 a month. Definitely. You don't actually feel it. So those yeah. are people listening to ads. That's, so that's it works why I've out. never gotten the ads. So it works out perfectly. Wow. You I've, can select. You can be like only females, only between this age. You know? Very smart. Okay. So prior to getting with the network, what did you guys do in terms of getting the podcast out there? Because we, we did a little lurking and your personal accounts don't have, you know, these huge audiences. Usually when there's a huge podcast, the hosts usually have that huge audience and everyone from their down. audience comes to the podcast, but you're the opposite. So I would love to know how you guys got the podcast out there. Well, let me, let me clarify. We are not a huge podcast, um, although you are extremely nice. We are a, we are, a, I guess, bigger, established. Big, big. Well, established. And also, you know, we, we just compare everyone to ourselves and we're like, compared to us, you guys are huge. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so nice. No. Okay. So, so I would say that one of the key things that we did was, you know, just, we were pretty thirsty with it at the beginning. So like, Every time we promoted an episode, we promoted it on our own stories too. Mm -hmm. So that drove people that, you know, love us, that follow us on our personal accounts um, to the pod. But like you said, 
those are really friends and family. Like we, we are not influencers. Like we don't have huge followings whatsoever. Um, I, when we started, I had 300 followers because on Instagram, because I personally have deleted my Instagram so many times. <laughs> I love because, it. <laughs> Cause I've been like, I'm going off social media, you know, I'm going to live Freedom. in the woods. Yes. The, this speaks about, this speaks to me. <laughs> Nature is calling. Um, anyway, so, but so a few things. So we did that and we tried to generate a lot of hype around it by being just pretty thirsty. And then I think that another key thing that was super helpful is our sister actually at the same time or six months before had started a like fashion influencing account. It's kind of like a, it's like, it's, it's, she's called Courtney Grow and her account at the time was called Great Things I Bought. And she has amazing style. She's like the tastemaker of our family. Nice. She's always, yeah, she's incredible. She's stunning. And so anyway, she started really quickly gaining followers and doing really well. And the way she did that is she had a lot of friends with, you know, semi big followings, you mm. know, like in the five to 10,000 range who promoted her and said, oh my gosh, you got to follow my friend, Courtney. So she, and then obviously her content is super high quality. So anyway, she, she grew pretty quick. And then actually what's funny is we, my sister and I went and stayed with her for um, a couple weeks in August of, I guess, 2020. And, and, you know, naturally by staying with her, we had her on the podcast. We were on a few of her stories, just like, just by being in the same zone. And I think people were intrigued by her and they're like, oh wait, there's these other two sisters. And so we got a lot of, of like, you know, her audience, her, follower, her audience. Yeah. So my big, my big tip is tap into whoever in your life has a network and has influence. And even if you like spend money, you buy, you buy something really nice, you know, you invest in it. And like, a, like one of the things I want to do is buy like a, one of my favorite influencers, a, like a pair of the new, um, Apple AirPod maxes, you know, they're like 600 bucks or whatever, mm -hmm. but oh get God, those engraved what? with their initials, send it to them with a nice note and then pray to God, they will post about you on Instagram. And it's like that kind of stuff. You got to hustle. You got to yeah. get other people's who have network, who have networks to blast you. So yeah, that's my advice. that is great advice and something we talk about often, too, because being influencers, we have a circle of influencer friends, you know, some with a million, some with two million. And we're like, why? How do we tap into this? But without, you know, there's such a balance because you don't also want to be clout chasing and you don't want to be op opportunistic and be, you know, using people for their audience. So for I think sure. it's it's finding that balance and just yeah. staying true to yourself and staying authentic. Like, I don't think we would have someone that was totally off brand just because they have a million followers you know what I mean totally speak for yourself <laughs> no I'm kidding <laughs> no but also you know our friends like we do have friends that have millions of followers and we've had them on but you know they are completely understanding that we're not having them on just for clout you yeah, know like they yeah. understand that they get you know, it that's not us mm -hmm. but, right totally I mean we have had we've had like one major influencer who I will not name um just no, to God. protect her but uh, she followed us which we were so excited about but we are still yet to ever ask her for anything or even send yeah. her any sort of PR package because we're just like we we totally feel the same way we kind of cringe at like asking people for stuff but I will say there's a lot of opportunity for people in that 10,000 range in that 5,000 range if their following is authentic, which you have to be very smart about because mm -hmm. most people's are not, but yeah. if their following is authentic, then there's so much that you can accomplish by those people 
talking to their audiences those micro audiences are really powerful it's it's funny because i literally just wrote down micro influencers because i think that's something we may have been overseeing for a while like that was an oversight and you're it's so true because their audience really is more it's more more engaged it's more niche it's more engaged um they they feel i feel like closer to the influencer than say someone who has a million followers who feels like they're just another fan exactly yeah so i i totally agree with you that there's a lot of a lot of power in those micro or even like medium influencers and those people are excited to get a gift package, you yeah, know? Yeah, you're not wrong. Like, they're going to put on for you. Yeah. Yeah. And and one thing that, like, you know, we talked about when we were re- when we were in really trying to grow, we're always trying to grow, but one thing we talked about was, like, a dollar a follower. If I would, we never pay for followers. We don't believe in that. But, um, but like, if, in terms of investment, so if you invest in, like, a, a kid or something for someone who's an influencer, if you can get a dollar per follower that you've invested in that kit or whatever it is, um, that's a good ROI. That's kind yeah. of our benchmark. So I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, all right. I want to, should we chat a little bit more about like what you guys talk about on podcasts? I think it's so interesting that it's like, it's, it's, it's reality TV well, and it's pop culture. It's like, it's not even just reality TV though. You guys niche down to Bravo shows. Bravo specifically. Yeah. So, (laughs) so I'm, I'm really interested. Like what, what are you guys like deep diving into? You know, I would say, and I'll like, you know, we definitely talk about reality TV, but it's actually less of our content. I would say that the, our reality TV, we actually only do on the Patreon because yeah, because a lot of our listeners don't watch the same shows as us. Okay. Um, so so we generally do celebrity news and then it's a lot of like it's a lot of like commiseration between two you know sisters a 25 year old and a 30 year old trying to figure things out like trying like like, i got engaged in june of 2020 and like and then i you know there was like the whole lead up to that kind of on the podcast so people also like follow our lives a little bit cool and so it's kind of a combination of of everything everything we're thinking about everything we're doing um and and kind of in tandem with the growth hacking talking about that is is the content of the podcast needs to be strong like you have to have a strong like you have to have a strong product and that was that's another thing it's like you just have to remember like whatever you're whatever you're like marketing and bringing people to they need to get there and like it and so that's another thing that i is advice to like you know podcasters or someone thinking of starting a podcast is just make sure whatever you're doing is delivering value to the, your audience. And intentional. Like, I feel yeah. like a lot of people, like, people have obviously approached us and have been like, I'm starting a podcast. And I'm like, great. Like, what are you going to be talking about? And they're like, well, you know, me and my friend, we, we FaceTime for an hour a day. And we just realized we could make this a podcast. And I'm like, yeah, have, I'm like, have fun. <laughs> you know, have fun yeah. doing it. And it's great. You know, like people can do things as hobbies and that's totally fine. But what I like to preface it with is saying like, if it's if it if that's going to be it you know make it a hobby like don't you know do it like low budget like 
Right. Do it, no, don't do it on your expect phone. it to ever be a business. Don't invest. Don't treat it like a business. You yeah. know, don't commit yourself to it like a business. Treat, yeah. treat it like a hobby if it's going to be a hobby. But yeah. something that we always talk about, too, is providing value. Whether, you know, before when we first started the podcast, it was a lot of personal development, comedy. But that was the value. You know, like people got there. The value was the comedy. The value was our journeys as 20 somethings and just mm-hmm. figuring it the fuck out. Her waking up hungover, you know, me having to pour coffee down her throat. Like that was the, the value entertainment at that yeah. point and now that we've rebranded it's like okay we had to pivot and say what is going to be our our new value that we're offering mm-hmm. but it doesn't always have to be like educational necessarily yeah you know no. no I mean here's what I mean by value like okay so if you're talking about Jennifer um or Jennifer Lopez I was about to say innocent Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck dating yes. again yes this is if you're talking about that news story. Wait, Jennifer she, Lopez, you are behind Ben Affleck or dating? <laughs> you know, you're well, behind. that's a that's, that's a good question actually. Um, so <laughs> let's get into it. Wait. Let's deep dive. <laughs> so what's not valuable to people is being like, whoa, crazy, like oh my gosh, I I love this, like this is so great, like gosh, I, c- I can't believe it. You know, those are generic statements. They don't mean right. anything. There's right. nothing added to the conversation you're like good your audience is already falling asleep two sentences in and so you have to you have to say you have to like have a point of view about whatever you're talking about you have to have a hot take and my sister and I before every episode we have we know what topics we're covering and we think about it before we think about okay what what's really going on and what's it was actually interesting about Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck is they're not really dating. It's all a PR route. She wants to, she wants to make A-Rod jealous. She wants people to think that she's on top of the world, even though she's probably heartbroken. And so she knows that the way to do this is to flex dating Ben Affleck again, going on some sort of romantic getaway. He just had the Raya scandal. So he wants, you know, he doesn't want to be seen as like a thirsty guy going after 24 year olds on Raya. I'm pissed I did not see him on Raya. genius. So, so of course, it's the perfect PR little story. And, and another thing people don't understand is that celebrities can hide completely whenever they want to. So there's never a situation when a celebrity is getting paparazzi, paparazzi'd in Target or whatever and doesn't know it. Like right. paparazzi, I mean, it's a very, 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 very low chance. Paparazzi <laughs> or p- celebrities, they know. They know that essentially they're, if a story's in the media, it's because the celebrity has intentionally put it there. And so that's the value. It's like, okay, let's let you in on what's really happening as students of pop culture, you know? Students yeah. of pop culture. It, that's I hilarious. And I, I actually really love that because we actually, we, we met someone who is in the public eye a few weeks ago and she she was transparent with us and she told us that she calls like the paparazzi to like intentionally like if she's like wearing a fit or something that she like low-key like needs pr in like she'll call like she'll have someone call the paparazzi and we were just fucking mind blown i mean wouldn't you if you looked really hot like of course (laughs) if i had a paparazzi to call bitch you already know we'd be out there. oh we would be out there and and it's it's, i just love that you even said that because even our very small followings we have gotten paparazzi in miami okay but the thing is seriously okay but stupid little accounts but in miami it's so funny because i i think these photographers just go up and down the beach and they 
I, this is my theory. I think they photograph anyone who they think could be someone. Yeah, totally. And then they do the research and then later. Their, their team finds so, our accounts. Yeah, come 2017 or 18, we did get paparazzi on the page. Oh my and gosh. It was like and the highlight of our life. It truly was. We were, well, we looked at each other and we go, it's happening, it's happening. We're getting. So, of course, we're, like, we're blowing up. Yeah, like, genuinely. Wow. But it, it is such great PR. You know, now when we get our names Googled, those photos show up. And, you know, even like when it comes to working with brands or trying yeah. to get our accounts verified, I mean, hey, press is press. Yeah. So, and, but it's just funny that you said, like, you know, it's not like they don't know they're getting paparazzi. They know like, damn well. We saw the photographer from a mile away and then immediately started model walking on the beach. <laughs> like, like, we oh. were, you know, the abs were it was, tightened. It was great. We were, we were looking good. So it's just, um, it's hilarious. Yes. Totally. I mean, that's the thing is like celebrities can jet off and they can go to destinations and have vacations and have no one know. Obviously, if they're going to a destination and it's like, they're going to a big resort a that a bunch of people are, yes, are at, then they're going to get found out. But they can go to private residences with staff and like mm-hmm. they can they can hide when they want to. For sure. So anyway, <laughs> we did definitely go. You can tell that like it. you can tell that we like have this like urge to talk about pop culture, but we just suppress it. Yes, <laughs> M- maybe maybe on the Patreon. Yes, yes. yes. you're not wrong. You're onto something. Um, I don't know where you want to take it, but I want to talk a little bit about your your sis. Your what would you call? What do you call a that? Sistership. Sistership. Yes. What do you call a relationship that is within your family? Sisterhood. Sisterhood. Well, so I want to talk about your <laughs> sistership turned into partnership and kind of yeah. what that experience has been like, um, especially with because I really like what you said about how most people would be like, oh, did you guys get closer? And you're like, well, not like not exactly, because it is it it definitely can put a strain on a friendship mm-hmm. or a family relationship because it a, a friendship or a sistership is so so different from a partnership in business i mean it's a completely different dynamic would love to hear your insight and what you your guys's experience has kind of been with that mm-hmm. honestly it's been really hard like yeah. i will not thank you for being it. honest i love yeah. it it's been really really brutal um because you know like you know it's we just went from being like every morning these are these are like my my gut feelings about life, about what I'm going through. Oh my gosh, I, you know, I whatever happened last night, whatever's going on, to like, hey, we need like it, now. It suddenly it's like we need to deal with this or like do this do this ad or do this. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about on the podcast. We need to um, like there's so many things going to it. We need to do the teasers on the on the Instagram. We need to respond to these DMs. Like yeah. there's so much to do. And then yep. when you have two people, of course it becomes a matter of, well, who's doing more. Right. And then the person who does more can feel, can start to feel a little resentful. And the person who does less can start to feel a little bit like it's my territory getting infringed on and guilty and maybe a little insecure, like they're not contributing enough. Um, and we kind of, we just had a perfect storm of a lot of those issues and they're just things that we've had to, to work through. And we definitely come a long way. Like we're much more organized now. A lot of the minutia we have managed and we have people helping us. So that has helped a lot. So there's no more like, um, we're not like necessarily squabbling over petty stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and so honestly like yes we are definitely the relationship is less fun certainly yes but it's also 
we've grown so much and we've yeah. learned so much and it's been, it's been an amazing journey. And so it's not necessarily, yeah, it's, I wouldn't say it's a negative thing. You know, right it's yeah it's not either or but it, it is interesting because all of a sudden yeah I could see like your sisters and you're chatting and you're you know confiding in each other and then all of a sudden you have this like long to-do list of things that need to get done and that's a totally, totally. different dynamic yeah yeah exactly and then it you know you either are the so what happened essentially let's get into the juice let's get into yes. the no no really like <laughs> I I was laid off right so I had hundred percent free time. My mm-hmm. sister had no free time. So what's funny too, is my sister, when I got laid off, my sister was getting a job offer from, um, she works at Facebook. And so my sister was getting a oh, job wow. offer, a very good job offer from Casual. Facebook at the time, which definitely was like a little bit like for me, you know, she's five years younger than me. It was just like a hard moment of course. that we certainly had to navigate. Um, but but it's just funny looking back on now, but yeah, like, so she wants to throw herself into this new job as she should, she should be super invested in her career. Um, but someone has to do everything for the podcast. And so essentially I did 90% of the work for the podcast or 80% or whatever for the first year. And, and you know, that just creates, you have to figure that out. You have to figure out what the result of that is. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's definitely been, it's been a journey, but we are, our relationship is super strong and we are like, you know, each other's ride or dies and that like doesn't even cover it. So. Yeah, Aww. for sure. Well, it's a, you know, it's a challenge, but oftentimes the most challenging situations is what we grow from the most. So I, I could see how it's, it's not all, you know, butterflies and flowers, but it definitely has, I'm sure, strengthened the bond that you guys have. Yeah, you, you, totally, totally. It's definitely strengthened the bond and it's helped us mature, I would say, as yeah. like, as entrepreneurs. So it's cool. good. Cool, cool stuff. Thanks. So I do want to get into this other tech startup that you have thrown yourself into and learn more about it. And we prefaced before we started recording that this is a territory completely unknown to us. We don't know anything about tech. We don't know anything about startups, but having this as a, women entrepreneurship slash women in business show i feel like it's only right to cover some of that as you are a woman in in business and a woman in tech and a woman who has a start startup so let's let's get into that what what kind of inspired this for you yeah yeah absolutely um so i would never have thought of this on my own whatsoever um i was essentially just had a lot of free time and (laughs) in like Uh, March of 2020 or April of 2020, right when COVID was really serious, I was getting lunch with my dad or having lunch with him. Um, And he was talking about, you know, just the frustrations in terms of like, uh, my dad's an attorney. And he was just talking about the difficulties lawyers face because there's so many times when people just can't afford their fees. And the legal field is really one of the only fields where the ticket price is you is always essentially above $30,000, 95% of the time. Um, But there's no integrated financing option. So like if you go and buy a $5,000 or $20,000 car from, uh, you know, Honda, they're never going to ask you, um, you know, they're never going to say, Hey, this is the sticker price. Good luck paying us. They're always going to say, Oh, and it's, $400 $400 a month if you, you know, with this financing option we right. have built in. And the legal field is one of the last fields that really just doesn't have that integration. Wow. Um, 
And, you know, a lot of times an attorney's retainer, a good attorney's retainer is ten to $20,000. Right. People can't afford, most people don't have that in savings. 70% of Americans don't have anything in savings. Um, and so most people don't have that. But a lot of people have income, they have decent to good credit, and they can afford a low monthly payment. And right. so we kind of had this moment where we realized, hey, like, we need to have an integration of financing at the point of sale, at the point of getting clients for lawyers and for when attorneys, you know, when their clients fall behind on their bills. Cause that's another thing is most attorneys bill hourly and then clients fall behind. So there needs to be a way for clients to have a way to pay their attorneys. And, and, in, and so that was kind of the light bulb moment, just talking to my dad and then I just kind of like, I just, you know, I wouldn't say spiraled, but I went into a black hole of figuring out how we could do this. And I don't have a background in tech. I don't have a background in finance. I am not an engineer or developer. Um, but what I think I can do is see a product market fit and know what's necessary um, to bring it to market. And if it's, you know, feasible. So I have a technical partner. I have a funding partner. So really what I am is I'm the, you know, the product designer. And um, I essentially kind of orchestrated all the parties around it coming together and building the, the platform and the application and the tool. And then, so yeah, that's essentially kind of how it came to be. It took about nine months to, to get off the ground and we really kind of, I would say we were really live in January of 2021. Um, so it's only been a little while, um, but yeah, we have clients and we are doing great. So it's been that's really amazing. Yeah. That is so fucking cool. And you oh just gosh, like, thank you. And I love it. Like there was no sort of like self doubt. You were like, hell yeah we can do this like well I mean I'm sure there was you know I don't know what <laughs> there was on behind so the much <laughs> but I'm saying like you know you you really pushed this to fruition like you know you yeah. were like you know this this idea came to you and you fucking full sent on it and I think that's awesome and it's cool because in entrepreneurship like I think every entrepreneur's dream is to find a problem to solve yeah and like this Truly. is such a prime example of you seeing a very clear gap in the market from you know your your dad who is a professional in the industry who is obviously complaining about this really big problem I mean that is like that's money that's how he gets paid you know yeah. and that's how he gets paid for his services so that is like so so cool that you just saw that and you're like this is a problem let's create a product to fix it yeah thank you so much I mean so first of all I'll say there was so much self-doubt and the, yeah. the only reason why I could build this business is for two reasons one is I had a really really amazing mentor so my first job um, I worked for someone named Taylor Shoup and he is a incredible entrepreneur and he really took me under his wing and taught me so much about just about like business philosophy, I would say. Cool. Um, so not necessarily like the nuts and bolts of, uh, you know, he, of like how to build a, a P&L and all of that. It was more like what really matters in business. And, and I just learned, I just learned so much. And so I had... And he also has this infectious energy of like anyone can do anything. And so I think it was like that combined with my fiance, who um, is very technical. Those two people really were the people who um, like were made it possible. So like with my fiance, he was the, the person who was like, when I said, oh, this is impossible. He was like, it definitely is. 
look into this. Like things that I would have had to spend a month trying to figure out, he could tell me the exact thing to Google and to, mm. you know, pursue. And so I would say it was the combination of the two that really allowed me, like those two influences that really actually gave me the courage and the ability to, to execute. So I feel so, really lucky. So great. I, I love that. And I really do love that you kind of like, you know, gave them their credit. Cause I, and I do think it's so, so, so important. Like the people that you keep around you. Cause I mean, like even, so my, my roommate is a developer and he does like apps and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's just things that, you know, like just the amount of knowledge that some people have that you can like just have at your disposal Tap like into. Is, is just priceless. And so I think that that's amazing. I mean, I think it's so true that you, the people that are around you, like you're so influenced by them and it's so important. Um, and so, yeah, I just feel super, super privileged and lucky. And I would have a total, I'd be doing something totally different if I hadn't, you know, had both of those, A, been hired and met, truly mentored for a couple years by Taylor and then met my fiance, who's, a, you know, the biggest influence in my life. So, so amazing. That. I'm curious to know, how did you meet your mentor? Was it just like you had known each other previously or through mutual friends? He's a family friend. Oh, yeah. Great. Known Love him that. for forever. Yeah. And he kind of just took you under his wing and it was a very casual thing. Well, he, he hired me as his executive assistant. Great. And so that wow. is... That is how I kind of got an in and he very, very kindly, yeah, hired me when I was totally green. I mean, I finished college at 25, it's a little late. And then I pursued a photography career, which I ended up getting burned out on. And then I was just kind of desperate to find a job when I was like 27. And he, he kind of like took a chance on me and and yeah, I just, I, I feel extremely lucky because of that. That's so great. I, I listen to a lot of real estate podcasts and they often talk about mentorships. And it's something I do think about often because we, I mean, we have some friends that we could consider mentors, but a lot of things that I listen to and read talk about mentorships as in like a really, you know, it's set in stone. You are my mentor and I am training under you, whether it's like a paid mentorship or just an agreement on like, the amount of hours that is you know kind of free work in exchange for learning but that is something that I do want to consider in our journey is like yeah. having legitimate mentors that we have like kind of almost a set schedule with and just someone to really Check-ins. spend time with and really really ha- like commit to and learn from so I think that's that's so great that you 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 owe so much of your success kind of to your mentor oh thank you yeah I mean I would say you know it doesn't even have to be um if, I mean, if you are looking for a job, just go to work. I, I, I did not want to be an executive assistant. I had too big of an ego for that. And I yeah. did not want to be, you know, some, I, I just didn't want to, I wanted to be more important than that, but I really didn't have the, I didn't have the skills to be. And that's really right. what I was qualified to do. Mm. And, and, and that, and it was, it was totally great. And it was amazing. Um, but I, I went to work for someone, I went to work for the best person I could go to work for. Right. And that is just the most valuable thing you can do. So it doesn't have to be someone who you, yeah, like if you can get a mentor, that's incredible. And you can meet with them for coffee and kind of continue on whatever you're doing, but also consider like go to work for the best person you can go to work for. If you're in a place where you're looking for a job or not inspired at your job. My sister and I, we talk a lot on the podcast about how like, working hard actually kind of sucks. And that's kind of like a a running joke in the podcast. It's like, we actually don't like to work hard. We kind of work soft. 
And I think what we really mean by that is there's such a drudgery to being in a job that you don't love and a job where you don't like, you don't see a future in it. And so we kind of speak more to, that's kind of what we're really talking about. It's like having to be in that environment is so soul draining. But if you can find a situation where you are mentored and inspired and working for the smartest person you know, that's that's so, that's like the, the best thing you can ever do. Yeah, yeah, it's invaluable. And and a lot of times like that knowledge that you gain and that experience and education is so much more valuable than any like monetary compensation you could get. Yeah. I consider college a total waste of time. Like I shouldn't have even gone Love to college. It. I should have just gone to work for the smartest person I, I knew out of high school. Like I was such Period. a waste. Period. Listen, <laughs> and honestly, like I, that resonates with me so much because we both um, dropped out of FIU. It's a school here in Miami. And like my dad always is like, you need to get a job because you need to have a fallback plan. And I was like, dad, my experience is my fallback plan. Yeah. Like if I ever needed to get a job, like my degree, yeah, while it definitely could not hurt, absolutely. But like, I won't, I just, I know I won't need it because like my experience speaks for itself. Because experience I've, and the network too. And the, yeah. And the network, because I have, you know, I have all these like amazing you know, relationships yeah. with people in different industries that like, if I was ever like, Hey, I need or want a job, they'd be like, yeah, immediately. You I mean, know? I think if you're talking about like a generalist, like someone who is not a specialist, who doesn't, isn't yes. a developer, who's yes. just like, who not just, but who's a per, kind of an all around go-getter person mm-hmm. in business. And this is something I didn't understand in my early twenties in business. All you really need is to be like a general level of intelligence and then a tenacity to figure it out. And, and you don't, you don't need any sort of degree like you're you going to I, I mean this is like totally unsanctioned advice and I have, I really have no place giving advice to people but I do think that um that you know it's going to work and going and figuring things out on your own you're just going to learn so much more than getting some like bullshit humanities degree and I got a degree in the humanities so yeah I mean we are yeah we, we I had, preach that I had one year left at FIU but I was doing it all online and I was getting a communications degree like the fuck do I I can communicate <laughs> on my own like I don't need to know how to navigate a intercultural you know communications like I'm you know I have the general level of intelligence right. and then the tenacity to get me anywhere yeah I, need I to love go. I love what you said about the tenacity because we do live in such a privileged age where and like you said your fiance would tell you exactly what to google I mean there is we have the internet at our fingertips and it's such a privilege you really can find out anything you need to know from google and knowing what exactly to google because i promise you there's an article on it as as alone in your thoughts you think you may be like you know you can google it and there's other people out there wondering or with the same question you know if there's a will there's a way there's a will, there's a will. um yeah a million percent and most of the time like for everything I'm doing now has nothing to do with what I studied in college. College was a great experience. I'm, I'm glad I did it for sure, but I think, I think things would have been just as good, if not better, if I hadn't. So yeah, if, if I'm not trying to put college, college down, but like, if you are insecure about that, if you're a person that's insecure about it, I would completely rid yourself of that insecurity. Cause I don't think it's anything to really brag about (laughs) i agree and you know education has its place when it does if you're a doctor if you're a lawyer if you need a trade skill of course exactly of course you need that education but i think definitely if if you're on the entrepreneurial path and you're considering 
uh, and you're considering college you we live in such a great time where we can we can say you actually don't need it you're gonna be more successful if you start your business for four years and work on it really intensely and live really cheaply you're gonna be much more successful than if you go to school for four years and then start your business not not to mention the the amount of debt that it puts you in like let's say that you did have that expendable um money you know sure and you know you had like you know a, a college plan whatever and you like reinvested that money into literally anything else like a mentorship or like a coaching class or you know like something that was like specific to entrepreneurship or you know your field because you know although we are entrepreneurs you know we do have fields so like Mm -hmm. let's say you know it was like a tech startup if let's say that you went to fucking coding school which is what my roommate did my roommate did that after college and in the the coding school I think was like eleven thousand dollars or something but it like equipped him so incredibly like afterwards and not to mention they literally like pretty much guarantee you a job afterwards like they set you up for just such amazing success and so many people just don't really know that they have access Mm -hmm. to these types of things instead of school so yeah instead of like a traditional university or or state school totally universities in my opinion are a racket and and like if like the thing about getting a, a degree that isn't like practically useful in the market is it prolongs your your essentially your childhood and it prolongs the period where you don't have to be useful in the marketplace and one of the most painful experiences is become is learning the day that you graduate that you are completely unqualified for anything and not unqualified but like you're a person that needs to really start from the bottom in terms of learning how to develop a valuable skill for the marketplace and Figuring that out and doing that, it's really, really, really hard, but it's also super, super, super exciting because it's so rewarding to to deliver value to other people, whether it's a company, whether it's your own business. And so I think the sooner you can actually make yourself useful to people in general through providing a product or service, it's the sooner that you'll really grow up as a person. Yes. And this isn't to put, you know, anyone who's listening who has gone through college and done the college experience, this isn't to put anyone down. We're all on our own journey and path. This is just, I think, geared towards someone who's maybe dabbling with if they should go to school or not. Just saying that the possibility to be successful is not, you know, dependent not on... contingent upon. Yeah, not dependent on your, your degree mm-hmm. and getting a degree in whatever field you want to get it in. Thanks um, for coming to our TED Talk. Yes, thank you. thank you for coming to our TED Talk. We uh, we convince people against college like, and universities like once college. a month. Yeah, honestly. we we really do just because you know in our experience we we just feel strongly about it. And I know in high school there was really this such yeah. a heavy pressure of like you have to go to college. And I think that's what it is for us. You know, we don't ever want to put it down, but where like you don't you actually you don't, don't really have to. to and you know, my last my last piece on this and then we'll wrap it up on our tangent is that I oftentimes do feel like I am ahead of some of my friends who did attend a four-year university because I started in my career in the real world two years earlier Facts. you know and and we're all on our own path not to compare not anything but I do feel like just in terms of the amount of time to meet people and network and gain opportunities and Get your foot in the and door. being a job and then realize I hate it like I did and, that and I did that sooner than totally. they are doing it um okay that's it that's a lot on that yeah this has been wow such a great conversation I really do feel like I could sit here and 
pick your brains forever. Oh my gosh, you're so nice. Um, I've if, loved this. So fun being with you guys. Yeah, I mean, I really feel like we could talk for years. Um, we do have two questions that we do like to ask every guest. So we'll wrap it up with that. The first one being, what is your best piece of advice that you've ever received? It could be in business. It could be in life. Kind of a loaded a quote question. that you keep with you. Anything like that. Yeah. Um... My best piece of advice is to learn everything you can about cryptocurrency. Oh, yes. What? Coming in with the bangers. She said, learn everything about cryptocurrency. I am taking notes right now. If you want to understand that the, the... the future of the world is changing at a fast at a faster pace than you can believe. And if you want to understand what the future will look like and reap the economic rewards because of it, because of your willingness to put in the work, um, that's my advice. Do so because it's one of the most, I mean, it's one of the most like galvanizing human experiences to learn about cryptocurrency. And I highly recommend. Wow. It is so, you know how I say that like conversations with guests will just like ironically take place in the weirdest thing wait because me too this morning on my kindle a book recommendation was about cryptocurrency and i looked at it and considered it and now i am going to buy it thank you which and it's also crazy for me because (laughs) last night i started this show that i don't i fucking forget what it's called but it's actually these like it's about miami and this girl who like developed this like new coin called like gen coin if you guys know what show i'm talking about please let me know but yeah, it's super interesting and it's all about fucking cryptocurrency. This is the push we needed. Thank you. Wow. You got to cool. do it. There's there's actually a documentary on YouTube that I highly recommend. It's like if you search Bitcoin documentary, it's like the top one with the most views. Um, highly recommend it because I think to to learn about crypto, you have to understand like what macro, like yes. high level macroeconomics and like how the monetary system works. So that it, honestly the first 40 minutes are all about that but it's super interesting and you have to start at the very beginning so i actually wouldn't like read a book if that's what you're into i don't have the attention span for books mm-hmm. anymore social media anymore. has completely devastated it um and so anyway highly recommend like cool. find a juicy documentary pour a glass of wine and like buckle in for the ride of cool. the ride of a lifetime that's so <laughs> will, cool will do it's on my agenda for wow. this week Perfect. And our second question is, what is your business pro tip? This can be anything from an app to a mindset tip or just something that you feel like people are sleeping on. Um, so she's so like cryptocurrency. Is- <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, um, what's my business pro? T- I mean, okay. So the first thing that comes to mind for me is actually, a, I'm totally stealing it. It's a quote from Ty Haney, who was actually quoting one of her mentors. Um, she's the founder of Outdoor Voices. And she said, I listened to a podcast where she said the compression of time creates value. That was one of the big lessons she learned from one of her mentors. So essentially, if you can figure things out really quickly and then, you know, pivot accordingly, um, you will reap so many rewards. Then trying to figure out things over a long protracted period of time because there's like a compounding effect based on, you know, being able to save time and then put to use what you've learned sooner and seeing those positive effects sooner. Ooh, that is really, really interesting and different yeah. than anything we've ever heard. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Also, I love outdoor voices. So that's Yeah, me cool. too. Oh my gosh, yes. What podcast was she on? Do you remember which episode that was? It was like, I think it was How I Built This. Oh, oh cool definitely cool. writing it down yeah that's a great one cool well thank you so much this was so great um, oh my gosh 
so fun for me because it's such a change of pace because on my podcast, you know, I'm just talking about like Orlando Bloom on the beach. So right, right, it's been right, fun right. for me to talk about business. I've never talked about business on a podcast before. So it's oh, super cool. Fun. Girl, you well, need to do it more because yeah, super well-spoken. It's, you it's, provided so much value. Yeah, Thank truly. you so much. Yeah, it's an honor to have you on. Um, if people want to follow you and your journey, where can they find you at? Yeah, so um, my podcast is called Pop Apologists. Um, check us out. And same pop apologists on Instagram. Check us out. Cool. cool. Amazing. We'll have it in the show notes as well. Yes. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot. Let us know you're listening. Tag us and also leave us a rating and review. And that's it. We'll see you next up. week. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Thank Bye. you.